live it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1738. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today I'm in Boston, Massachusetts, with a very special guest by the name of David Saggio. David, welcome to Cars Yeah. Are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Thank you for having me on the podcast. I'm really looking forward to this, and yes, I'm ready. All right. Well, with a name like Saggio, we'll be driving a Ferrari or, an, or <laughs> some kind of Italian car today, I think. But before I give you a proper introduction, what's one little thing most people don't know about you, David? I am a second-generation Army paratrooper. Whoa, well, congratulations, and thank you for your service. Oh, thank you. I, it was an honor and a privilege. Uh, my dad was actually a World War II veteran who fought in the Battle of the Bulge. Oh, my gosh. Wow. And, and I followed in his footsteps and spent five of the best years of my life uh, jumping out of perfectly good aircraft. <laughs> As they with say, the, yeah. Yeah, with the, with the 10th Special Forces Group. And wow. I was even luckier for four of those years. I was the photo section chief. Wow, that's pretty cool. Well, that's yeah. a nice segue into what we're going to be talking about today, and that is photography. But I don't know if I could jump out of an airplane. That's something that I've always thought, I wonder if I could do that. I might be getting a little too old for it. I hate to say that, but uh, I don't know. Heights don't bother me, but exiting an aircraft when it's up in the air. What was that first jump like? I have to ask you that. It was, it was so vivid because it's very loud in the aircraft as you're moving along. And once you go out, it becomes silent and it's just you in the sky. It, it really is. The adrenaline rush afterwards is unlike anything, even racing. It, it's unlike anything you can imagine. You know, I grew up surfing and it kind of reminds me of if you're surfing on a big wave and it crushes you because waves, I always say waves are trying to kill you every moment. <laughs> And the, the noise of a wave breaking and everything. And then once it pushes you underwater, it kind of goes silent. Yeah. And it's kind of peaceful. I always found it peaceful, although a lot of people go, well, aren't you like drowning at that point? <laughs> like, well, <laughs> a couple times almost. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it kind of changes the whole dynamic. So there you go. It must be a lot of fun. Well, let me give you a proper introduction. We're going to dive into your life. David sure. Saggio is a professional automotive photographer who first looked through a wide-angle lens at the age of 17. Raised on a steady diet of Hot Wheels and the Indy 500, his creative aesthetic was shaped by the classic imagery in Road and Track, Car and Driver, and Formula magazines of his time. His heroes include Heinz Klutmeyer. Am I saying his name right? Klutmeyer? You said it perfectly, yes. Okay, Klutmeyer. there you go. And John Lamb, the man who defined the look of Road and Track magazine. David works with individual enthusiasts, collectors, brokers, and restorers worldwide. His Auto Saggio Studio, I like saying that, Saggio, offers <laughs> private commissions and he produces archival museum quality images. When he's not behind the lens, David can be found in the cockpit of his Formula V racing at SCCA events. We'll be back in just a minute to learn more about this life he's created for himself, but first a word from our sponsors, so sit tight. Don't jump out of that airplane just yet. We'll be right back. Did you know that Covercraft offers you much, much more than just car covers, floor mats, seat covers, and trunk liners? When you visit Covercraft.com, you'll find Cologne Custom Bras, LeBra Front End Covers, 
and hood protectors that protect your vehicle's front end during road trips. No more rock chips or hours removing nasty bug jerky from the grill or your paint. You'll find vehicle seatback organizers that keep everything in check. They're perfect for those kids' things in the back seat. Spidey gear webs that keep the cargo in your truck bed safely in place. Seat heaters, cargo bars, pro nets, rooftop carriers, and pet travel barriers that keep Fido in the back seat where he belongs. They even make tire covers for winter storage or summer storage of your tires. And don't forget their dash mat dashboard covers that shield the sun's damaging rays and their sunscreens, one of my personal favorites. Their pet protection pads are easy to install. They remove and are washable. They protect your floors, seats from Fido's damaging claws and messy fur and hair. Everything at Covercraft is carefully engineered and, of course, always quality made. And I've got a great deal for you. If you use the code YAH, 120 at covercraft.com you get 10% off your covercraft order that's right 10% off just use the code yeah 120 y-e-a-h 120 at checkout covercraft protecting the things that move you when it was time to renew my last policy for my collector car my carrier's rates went up they went way up but my usage was the same and i never had made a claim no tickets nothing what's with that American Collectors Insurance, that's who now protects my Porsche Turbo. The one I call my orange crush. Has your collector car insurance recently raised your rates for no good reason? Tired of paying an annual membership fee? I was too. So I shopped around, I asked friends for recommendations, and found a winner that I can trust. And boy, am I glad I did. I'm saving hundreds of dollars. I can sleep at night knowing my baby is properly insured. American Collectors Insurance have been protecting vehicles since 1976. They provide me with an agreed value insurance policy backed by a history of taking care of their clients. What could be better than that? Give them a call for a quote today at 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. And protect the ones you love like I did. American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. All right, we're back. We're both in the airplane still, so we're doing okay. Although, maybe maybe you can teach me how to jump out of an airplane. That would be kind of fun. Before we dive into your life behind the lens, I'd love for you to share a mantra, a quote, some kind of saying that's important to you. So, David... Grab the wheel. Yeah, it's uh, it's something that's uh, been with me since I was a child. Life owes you nothing; you <laughs> owe yourself everything. Yes, yeah. How does how have you incorporated that into what you do? Well, I graduated high school on a Sunday, and early the next morning, my dad's foot was uh, on the bed frame shaking it, and he said, "Get up, find a job, because you start paying rent at the end of the month." Oh my gosh! Wow. Yeah, and within three days, I had a job at the photography shop in my hometown, and, and I grew up in a very loving household. There was no doubt about that. But my parents weren't well off by any means. My dad got up at four thirty every day to go to work, and my mom managed a single income household with five kids, which Whoa. you know back then, yeah. But they understood the importance of preparing me and my brothers for life and to be successful in our chosen path. So they really instilled that work ethic and attention to detail. And it's a big part of why I actually joined the Army. I knew I had more in me than I was putting out or could achieve in my hometown. And I knew I needed a major change to you know, paraphrase the old recruiting slogan, to be all that I can be. And I needed that challenge. And 
you know, work hard, do your job, focus on your skill set, navigate the landscape, and, and th good things can happen to you. When I look at it, whatever success I have in life and my career is due to two things, my parents and my time in the Army. And ultimately, they shape that core belief that life is a gift and we need to proactively manage it and make the most of it. Yeah, I'll tell you, I watched a great interview on YouTube last night. My son turned me on to it, Jordan Peterson who uh, wrote yep. the great book about the 12 rules of life, which my son also gave me and Matthew McConaughey, the actor. And it was a wonderful interview. And in that now Matthew McConaughey just wrote a book and he talked about his parents and how strict they were. And he mentioned a, a point where it was his birthday party and he had some brothers. And at this party, he said to one of his brothers, I hate you. And he said, it was probably something I'd heard at school. I didn't even know what it really meant. And my mom just like, stopped the whole party and said, what did you say? And she put me over her knee and paddled me and embarrassed me in front of everybody. But she taught me a lesson that day. And most, he said, most parents would be aghast that, you know, a parent would do that. But he said, she taught me not to hate. Yeah. And my son did the, yeah. or he said, my father did the same thing once when I told a lie. And that taught me don't lie. And then the same thing with being nice to people. So having parents Sounds like your parents are a lot like mine that taught you these lessons in life that carry forward are so important. And that's where, as we all know, parents that just let their kids get away with everything, you know what you end up with. A yeah. person who gets away or tries to get away with everything. Well, let's talk about Auto Sergio Studio because you did some different things in your life. But at one point, you made a determination that I want to work around automobiles and photography. That's my passion. You made a big switch in your life. Well, people call it pivot or whatever word you want to mm -hmm. use. But that's what Cars Yeah is all about. People figuring out ways to wrap their passion into their careers and lives. So kind of take us on a little journey, if you would, and then tell us more about what you're doing these days. Sure. So life is all about challenges. And certainly we all have plenty, but you know, one in particular that really led to the launch of Auto Saggio and allowing me to combine my happiness and passion for automotive and photography was I started my career as a creative, primarily in photography, but film and video as well. But like a lot of people that are in the, the creative space, especially in corporate or agency, I progressed more from the, that creative photography that I loved to more strategy and client management. Not really what I loved, but it was a progression that's really natural for agency life. But as time went on, I became more and more disenchanted. Agency work is it's a really complex compromise on quality and creativity. And it became that, you know, mediocrity wasn't only accepted, it was expected. Mm -hmm. And as a creative individual, anyone will tell you that's a recipe for misery. Yes. So there was a moment, the straw that broke the proverbial camel's back was my last agency project. And it was for a pharmaceutical that really was life-changing. And we had a well-known celebrity who was involved with it. And we had built this great program to engage people and really help. And it was the best and most heartwarming of my agency life. But just before we went live, the client pulled the plug on a full-fledged launch out of fear. Instead of looking at the impact in a positive, they chose to focus on the chance or the potential of pushback. And it was done for me. I, I left the agency. Uh, we took a six-week sabbatical in Paris, and I shot over 7,000 photographs. Oh, my gosh. Uh, during that time. <laughs> nice I photographed. sabbatical. <laughs> it was. It, you know, you get that once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Yeah. And at the conclusion of the trip, by the time the plane landed back here in the States, I knew what I needed to do with the rest of my life. 
And so I mapped out a business plan because while you have the passion, you still need to make a living out of this mm -hmm. and did a series of test shoots. And I asked my wife what she thought. And as I said, I'm a blessed man and she's at the top of the list because <laughs> she did not hesitate to give her approval. And that's when I took the plunge and, and started Auto Saggio. You know, it's a wonderful story and it's, it's what this podcast is all about. It's something that I went through in the same way. And my very, very early career was in uh, the creative field, started as a graphic designer and an artist in a, an ad agency. And very quickly I asked my boss, how do I make more money? And he said, bring in business. So I, yeah. put, on, I put on a suit two days a week and go downtown. This is way before cell phones and computers, knock on doors and try to be an account executive. And Started making money, but you're right. You'd sit in these meetings and you'd have these wonderful things you would create and people would just tear them down. You ended up with what I'd say, unicorns and rainbows and flowers. Yeah. <laughs> you just go, oh my gosh, this sucks. And Can you take the color from A and add it in with the font on B and create C? <laughs> You'll love this, David. My, my favorite line I've used this to the day was with a very, very challenging client. And I was sitting across the desk from her one day and she said, Mark, I'm thinking of a color, and your job is to figure out what it is. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, and I yeah. just, yeah. In fact, that was the first client I ever fired eventually in the day that I let them go. And I did it very professionally. Uh, I drove up in my convertible Porsche 911 and told them we weren't going to be working with them anymore. And my surfboard was hanging out of the back, and I went surfing the rest of the afternoon. <laughs> and it was one of the most freeing. And, and it's like what you went through, David. I yeah. realized... I don't have to do that. I can be free of that. I can find better people. And you and I had a great pre-show chat. And I want you to talk more about Auto Sergio Studio, the idea that you get to choose who you get to work with. Yeah. And that was, there were two criteria when, when I, you know, realized that creative is where I was most happy. And photography has been my passion since, as you said, I was 17 years old and, and certainly cars and racing uh, far before that. The The key things were I had to be able to actually make a living off of it. Mm -hmm. And I had to work with the best people, people that I liked, people that I enjoyed to be around, positive energy that contributed to creating something beautiful and great. And I have to say, I've been really lucky in that. I've met some of the most interesting people and who have been kind. Um, I find that automotive people overall are very giving. Special breed of people for sure. Yeah. And because we share that passion, yep. we it just comes out of us. And, and it's very natural to be sharing and helpful and positive. And, and that's, that's a really nice feeling to have, especially if you lived in the agency world for yeah, any length of time. It can be kind of nasty. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So let me ask you, what kind of services do you provide? How do you work with your clients, different clients? Are they larger corporate clients, individuals with collections, uh, museums? What does your business look like? So it's a combination of that. Um, you know, with the advent of the iPhone and the processing that it can done, I mean, quite frankly, anybody can take a really good snapshot and be able to say, oh, look, I'm a photographer. Mm -hmm. So having to differentiate myself because there's a lot of different types that are out there. For me, I really wanted to focus on that high-end audience. So collectors, collections, the restoration houses actually are fantastic to work with because you can build a longer-term relationship with the project if mm -hmm. you get in at yeah. the very beginning. So I work with them to document 
and to create fine art of the automobile or automobiles that they may have. And the result is a, a large scale, it's archival quality, uh, museum materials, an 11 by 17 coffee table book. Mm, nice. Yeah. And it's really fantastic because you go through the process of, of really photographing the car, curating that, designing the layout, and then to put something tangible. And, and I also do prints and things like that, but it's really the book that when you put that in someone's hands and they go, aha, it's a great feeling that they have an appreciation, not only for what you bring to the table, but that automobile and the history and what it means to them, either as an investment, because you do have, you know, that's part of the target market, mm -hmm. but also the aficionados, you know, people who buy a car because it means something to their soul. I, I am. I'm lucky at what I do. Oh, fortunate. Well, I say there's no luck. You definitely made your own luck. Uh, it's where that opportunity collides with uh, you taking advantage of who you are, what you do, and what you can provide for people. So uh, kudos to you for what you pulled off. You definitely learned the secret sauce to life. And again, I keep saying it's what Cars Yeah is all about. No doubt, though, you've met up with some challenges, and I always have the challenge question here on Cars Yeah, a challenge, a failure, something that really kind of pushed you back hard. I'd love for you to walk us down that path, but of course, the most valuable part of these things in life are the lessons they teach us so that we can move forward in a positive way. So take us on your journey, if you would. You know, really, the, the past year has been been a oh, tremendous God, challenge. <laughs> I, I mean, for everybody, it's changed all aspects of our life. And, you know, what was interesting is I, I came out of, <laughs> I came into 2020 and I was down at Amelia Island mm -hmm. and I was lucky enough to photograph Kevin McKay, uh, who's one of the fantastic Corvette restoration guys here in the States. He has, um, it's Roger Penske's original Corvette, the first car that he raced as a team owner. Wow. And I got to photograph that exclusively. And that, and that was a lot of fun. I met a slew of fantastic people and I got on the plane and I, I remember telling my wife, I said, you know, wow, the pipeline is really good. And two days later, they shut down the world. I know. Yeah. They got, you know, Bill got in under the wire. And of course we just learned Yet they're moving uh, Amelia and other events, Cavallino and others having to move forward still. Had uh, Craig Jackson, Barrett Jackson, they've moved their January yeah. show forward into March, which is very prudent. Uh, but uh, yeah, so keep going because this, the pandemic, oh my gosh, it, it has changed our world and it continues to affect us yeah. in a big way. Yeah. And obviously what I do is an in-person, on-location, right. you know, uh, profession. And certainly we've developed COVID safety measures. And, and I feel really good about that, um, I, I, that I'm making sure that people are safe. But, you know, I, as a creative and as a business owner, you can't let things delay you. You have to figure out how do you take advantage of the time that you do. So in 2020, I really spent a great deal of time and effort on my network mm -hmm. and my prospecting and keeping my relationships alive. And, and that was everything from, hey, I re-edited a series of videos or I went back and I looked through and I did a series on hood ornaments and marquee emblems and sharing that with people. But a lot of times it was just every couple of months, I'd just say, send out a note and say, hey, hope you're safe, hope you're well. You know, thinking of you and in remembering a particular time we were together and looking forward to that again. And that's really paying off now. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, same. it's that kind of, yeah, be kind and, and 
and try to put out good energy. And I've already had several really productive conversations in January. Frankly, I'm blown away. I've had more activity than I did all of last year. And yesterday I accepted a project for a historically significant automobile and and I can't share the details on it at this point in time but well, congratulations that's awesome yeah I'm really excited this this thing is not only beautiful but it's got a rich rich history to it and I get to work with it from the very beginning of the restoration oh process wow. yeah it's a it's a once in a lifetime well once you get that done get back to me and I'll share that with everybody who's listening here so we can, can see your work That'd be cool. Definitely would love that. And yet, and I'm dealing with other projects too. And what I like is they're all very different. You know, every car is different in design and its story. So it's a really interesting process to kind of get to know the automobile as well as the owner. Oh, yeah. And it's a big part of what I enjoy. Um, you know, ideally I'm targeting 15 to 20 commissions a year. Uh-huh. At that volume, I have the ability to really diversify and have different marquees and owners and collections to add to my portfolio, but I get to maintain a high level of work. And that's something that's critical to me. But from the creative side right now, you know, 2020 was a great opportunity to explore different lighting techniques and equipment to get different looks. We've kind of had plenty of time in our hands. Yeah, just a little and, bit. <laughs> yeah, and it's a lot of fun, but you can lose a ton of time uh, if you're focused only on the science of the process. So I tend to gravitate, you know, to details, curves, the lines and colors. And I, and I don't like to be f- formulaic in my approach. A lot of people ask, well, what's your look? You know, you have to have a signature look these days, uh, whether that's on Instagram or otherwise. And I don't have necessarily have a standardized look. Um, spontaneity is a key thing that into what I produce. And if every car is lit the same or from the shot from the same angle, then like, don't they all start to look the same? Right. And that's, that's not really creative. I let the car determine my, what the look is. And then my job is to capture it. That's a great way to look at it. Absolutely. If we're not learning every day, we're not moving forward in a positive way. So that's really cool. Well, we're going to talk about your passion for cars, but first we'll uh, take a little short break, thank our sponsors, and we come back, we're going to find out what was that pivotal moment in your life when you became a car guy. So sit tight. We'll be right back. So what do you do after running a race team for 27 years with over 100 podiums, multiple Daytona wins, and a win at Le Mans, racer, and the Racers Group team owner, Kevin Buckler, founded Adobe Road Winery. Located in Petaluma, California, he and his team have created a winning combination with the Racing Series. These are four ultra-premium red wine blends that are in a class of their own. Like racing, these wines comprise of art, precision, engineering, science, wrapped in a whole lot of fun. You can choose from four blends, titled Redline, Apex, Shift, and the 24. Today I'm going to tell you about Apex. It's a rich and complex blend of Cabernet Sauvignon, Syrah, and Cabernet Franc. This blend is a showcase of perfection and hits the Apex with its full-bodied smooth finish. An added very cool option is the label. It's a multi-dimensional rumble strip Apex reminiscent of Turn 4 at Laguna Seca. The Racing Series is a spectacular gift for the automotive enthusiast in your life, and I've got a deal for you. If you use the code CARSYEAH, all one word in all caps, at checkout, you get $10 off any purchase of the wines from the Racing Series. Your wine ships promptly and arrives quickly. 
Use the code CARSYEAH at checkout for $10 off your purchase today. There's always a seat at the table for excellence with the racing series. Go to adoberoadwines.com today and use the code CARSYEAH. Cheers! GS Events was founded by Cindy Sisson and Teresa Gilpatrick. Together they create strategic alliances, curated events, and business development connecting automotive brands to discerning audiences. Their flagship offering, Women Shifting Gears, amplifies women's voices and participation in the automotive culture. Through strategically developed events, they create innovative concepts and collaborations that create remarkable professional and personal experiences you won't find anywhere else. GS Events' immersive, inclusive opportunities create networking, skill building, and unforgettable experiences. Whether you enjoy rallies, concours, auctions, restoration, the business side of collective cars, or you always have yearned to expand your skills to drive vehicles to its fullest potential, GS Events has automotive events and experiences designed just for you. And by the way, both Cindy and Teresa are past guests here on Cars Yeah, so give them a listen. You can find gsevents.live on their website today. Here at Cars Yeah, it's all about inspiration. And our charity of choice is TechForce Foundation, where it's all about making a positive difference in young people's lives. TechForce helps young adults discover their talents and passions for all things automotive with a mission of helping students develop a career as a professional technician. TechForce awards nearly $2 million in scholarships every year for students to pursue technical education, and they support hands-on activities, events, and mentorships across the country, working to change the outdated perceptions of these careers. Autotechs are in high demand, but the supply of qualified technicians is critically short. They need your help to fuel their mission. Learn more and join me in supporting them at techforce.org. All right, we're back, and I'd love for you to share a story that instigated this passion you have for cars. What, what was that? When did that happen? This is a great question, and I, I thought about this long and hard because there's so many moments that add up that ignite our passion for automobiles. Yes. But for me, it, it was a summer night in 1973. Uh, sounds like the starting of a novel. <laughs> it was a summer night in 1973. Yeah. <laughs> so I grew up outside of Pittsburgh, and Channel 53 was the local UHF television station, and they aired John Frankenheimer's, what I consider to be a cinematic Formula One masterpiece, Grand Prix. Of course. And in my house, you know, growing up, the, the Indy 500 was as big as the Super Bowl. Yeah. And those were the days when it was on tape delay. And so we would gather around my dad's recliner and listen to half the race live on the radio and then turn it off and would watch the full broadcast <laughs> later that night to see who won. But Grand Prix, it, it was something totally different. I mean, I got sucked in uh, right away. And the cinematography is brilliant that opening scene alone where they do the long pullback mm. from darkness to reveal the exhaust pipe and then yeah. they fire up the engine that's perfect Every, everybody who's dreamed of being a racer thinks of that moment yeah. of when they say you know gentlemen start your engines it really took you know my matchbox cars and, and my hot wheels and it transformed them from toys to something bigger because now you saw that connection to real life and the emphasis that that i like that frankenheimer captured were the details on the car 
you know, like the tire tread or a bolt on the suspension or the tire gauge as they're checking the, the pressures in the tires. Got very personal with the cars, the way they'd shot that. It did. Yeah. And it, it really, you know, it showed the extraordinary and what you would consider ordinary. And, you know, of course, the storyline and the characters were really amazing, too. I mean, who didn't want to be James Garner or, uh, you know, Nino Barlini? Yeah. I, I loved his his lines that he had in there. But from the opening scene to the final credits, I really had tunnel vision. And it showed me that there was a world far outside of where I was. And it was very diverse and beautiful and exciting. And I knew then that, you know, the smell of oil and gas or beautiful automobiles and racing were really part of my DNA. I, I was literally changed after that point. No kidding. What an awesome film. Is there a special vehicle in your life that you could share maybe a couple memories about that? Sure. I absolutely love the look of the Porsche Boxster. There's something about that shape that is distinct, and it really resonates with me from a design perspective. And, and so much so that when I was early in my career and I was putting in those crazy agency hours and weekends and things like that, I, I configured one on the Porsche site. And I printed it off as inspiration. How many and it, times have I done that? <laughs> <laughs> and it it was midnight blue with a beige interior. And of course, it had to be the S model. And for a number of years, wherever my office was, that photo was on the desk as an incentive for all the effort. Yep. And then one weekend in spring of 2006, I'm driving past a dealership and there it was. It was an 04 <laughs> Midnight Blue Boxster S. It had a gray interior, but it didn't matter. And after you know, several days of negotiation, she was mine. Yeah. Uh, and, and now my daughter has been watching Formula One and IndyCars with me since she was born. So not only did she do an amazing, amazingly realistic uh, Formula One engine Doppler effect, <laughs> but she knew her marquees too. Yeah. And she knew this wasn't just another car. And being nine years old, she insisted, you know, we properly mark the moment. So after we finish the final inspection and we get the keys and we get in, we buckle up, I start the car and she pops in a CD of Van Halen's running with the devil. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and we put on our sunglasses together and it's those first guitar chords are pouring from the speakers and yeah. I put it in gear. She just looks over with me with a giant grin side to side and she says, dad, I can't believe we have a Porsche and oh, how <laughs> it was, what a memory. That's awesome. Yeah. It was one of those special, really shared moments. Yeah. And you know, the nice thing is I know that, that my love of automobiles continues with her and that she'll pass that along to her kids. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it, it was something special. The Boxster is a, a great vehicle. It reminds me a lot of one of my favorite old Porsches, the 550 Spider, And that's why I think I like the, the Cayman so much because obviously the hard top version of the Boxster and those lines and the Porsche 911s I love I've had them for years have one now but they've gotten big and yeah. the Boxster and the Cayman are still that size of that old 911 that I don't know I'm just a little more comfortable with yeah if I could uh, if I could go buy that configurated car that I do the Turbo <laughs> S every year you know I'm happy with that one yeah until you see the final price and you go man I chose a lot of options holy cow. yeah that's yeah. crazy. Well, very cool. Love it. Do you still have that vehicle? 
I don't. I ended up uh, selling it when I, interestingly, when I uh, started uh, really going full tilt on my racing. Uh, yeah, racing can suck a lot of money out of your pocket. I forget who said it, but it was uh, speed cost money. How fast do you want to go? Yeah, yeah. Or if you want to go racing, start with a large fortune. You'll end up with a small one. So, uh, yeah, that one as well. Been there, done that. Now, here's a bit of an introspective question, David. If you were a vehicle... Not what you want to be, but your personality yep. in a vehicle. What would you be, and more importantly, why? <laughs> I'm going to go with the Porsche 356A Speedster. Ah, um, one of my other bucket list cars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, convertible, it, it's purpose built. There's no fluff to it. It's really focused on performance, and it's not for everyone. But it's definitely the right fit for the right driver. And, you know, collectors and enthusiasts want this thing all over the world because of its design and reliability and performance. And those are all things that I try to to bring to to what I do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you asked the why. So, you know, kind of going down, you know, I'm a bit shy in the hair department, hence the convertible That's okay. Reference. We share that attribute. <laughs> That's not bad. That means you just go faster. There's no resistance. <laughs> But the 356, it was stripped down, minimal yeah. equipment. And, and similarly, I, I tend to be purpose-built in that I'm task-oriented when it needs to be. I, I don't mess around. Mm-hmm. I have clarity about you know what a project entails, and, and I get to it. I tend to over-prepare uh, for the MGTC shoot that I did this past summer. I mapped out the position of the sun, the weather, the azimuth, the angles of where I wanted wow. to place the car on location. And I put in upwards of, on, on a good book that's of a hefty size, you know, 300 hours of shooting, oh editing, wow. laying out. Yeah. And, but my purpose is to capture that automobile as beautifully and authentically as I can. Um, the you know, back to the 356, it's Spartan, minimal gauges, no extras. It's only what you need to drive well. And, you know, my daughter will tell you, there's not a lot of fluff with me. I speak directly <laughs> to the point and, and I can go into what they call battle mode. Yeah, <laughs> my I'm wife calls focused. it boss mode. <laughs> <laughs> you know, isn't it interesting how Max Hoffman got it so right? You think about the Speedster and that's been a car I've lusted after forever. Sadly, they become pretty much unobtainium in the price yeah. market, but the fact that he convinced Porsche, they did not want to build that car, no. to build a car in the 50s when all the cars in America were these big, massive, chrome, decorated, blinged out, you know, crazy things. Do it simple. Do it simple. And yeah. now it's become that car, that coveted car, the collector car, super valuable How did he know that, you know? I mean, how did he know that there'd be a market for that and the fact that the market still exists. Well, you wonder, you know, he, he obviously had a vision and an insight to it, but you know, do you know for sure? And as I said, it's not the car for everyone it, from a collectible standpoint. Now, as you said, it's become unobtainium, but when you look at it, it really was purpose built and there weren't big seats in it. you didn't bounce on them. And my work is similar. It's it's not for everyone. I believe in perfection and my good name, and I won't let an uh, an image go out that hasn't been taken and appears at the highest level. And I think that you know Porsche does the same. 
what I love, especially about the earlier stuff is they were focused on the driving experience. Yep. And when you get in one, every time I fired up my Boxster, I was the happiest person on <laughs> earth at that point in time. Yeah, they're great. They're awesome. Wonderful, wonderful cars. So we're into a lightning round here. Quick mm -hmm. questions, quick answers. So here we go. What's one sure. of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your successes? Tenacity and appreciation. Ah, I love the appreciation. Yeah. Always believing that things will get better when they're difficult and always being grateful when things are good. It's it's a contact sport. You get knocked down, but as you focus on what you can influence and adjust as you go, you increase your chances of success and happiness and you can have a good life. You can find a good life. Yep. Words of wisdom after mm -hmm. last year and what we're still into this year. Uh, heed those words, listeners. Some valuable short, quick lessons there. Now, if I could arrange for you to have a drink or a meal with anyone in the automotive industry, living or someone who's passed, who would it be? Jackie Ix. Ix. Okay. I got to spend a little bit of time with him. I have tried to get him on the show. He's a difficult guy to do that with, but I met him at Rensport. Ah, okay. It was a really unique experience. He was sitting there all by himself under this tent, and I just walked up and sat down in the chair next to him, introduced myself. And we just started talking and a friend of mine walks up and he's standing there looking at me and I can see him looking at me like, holy cow, who are you talking to? And I don't have a problem talking to people, as you can tell, but <laughs> what a wonderful guy and what a history. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. What, what's the first question you would ask Jackie? Well, it, you know, honestly, I, I don't know what the first question would be, but I had the exact same similar experience as you did. So I was at, oh. down at Amelia. Yeah. And so he's a spokesperson for Chopar Watches. Yes. And so they had an event and it's same thing. He was sitting there. The event had just ended and he had done an interview and I walked up to him and I shared with him that there was a photograph of him in his car. I think it was either the Ferrari or the Bravo of 68 and 69 of him in the car staring at the camera and it's in the pits at spa. And that inspired me as a young kid to pursue my passion for automobiles and racing. And he was the most gracious and kind gentleman you could imagine. I mean, it, he's won the 24 hour of Le Mans. He's yeah. a grand multi grand prix driver. And he, he really just said to me, he asked about my family, he, you know, he was refined and caring and he asked about my racing. Wow. That's, isn't that cool? <laughs> and when I said to him, I said, well, I've only raced Formula V. He stopped me and he said, don't ever say that. You race. The level doesn't matter. And he taps his, his uh, head and he goes, you understand. And I was really stunned that he yeah. would equate what I do on the track to have some sort of equality with what he does. Yeah. So, yes, if I could share one or two double bourbons neat with anyone in the automotive <laughs> world, it, it's Jackie X. No kidding. Very cool. Now, when it comes to automotive advice, what's the best advice someone else has ever offered to you? It wasn't so much offered, but it was something I read by Mario Andretti. And he said, it's amazing how many drivers, even at the highest level, think that the brakes are for slowing down the car. <laughs> and I love Mario Andretti interviews because he is just, he's, to the point and you know what it really means is balance equals fast and successful on the track and it's the same thing in photography you know you're manipulating light through time and intensity and in life as well 
and you know, racing formula V teaches you a lot about balance. You and I talked about it. Yep, it, Momentum it, cars for sure. It's not, yeah, it's not an especially powerful engine. So you have to carry that momentum all through the lap, especially when you're going in a turn on those really skinny tires. So yeah. all about balance. Don't slam on the brakes, roll onto them. You modulate them. You do that. You go fast. So that's one that's always stuck with me. Yeah, for sure. Much like when I raced a, a 60, uh, Lotus 18 Formula Junior. It was the same way. It's little skinny tires, and you didn't want to shave off any speed, so you kept off the brakes as much as you yeah. possibly <laughs> could. That was some of the best advice someone ever offered me when I first started racing that vehicle. Now, there's so many great resources for us these days. Is there a steady go-to for you you'd like to share? Yeah, and I I don't want to be cliche about it, but I have to say it's the, the various auto uh, museums in Concord that are out there, like the Peterson or the Revs Institute, Smithsonian. For the Concord, I, I really like uh, Amelia Island, the Audrain in Newport, yep, and the Greenwich uh, Concord is a fantastic yeah. one too. But you know, for for all of us, especially with right now, you can't do that. But it doesn't have to be the biggest or the most well known. To me, the beauty of it is you're getting out and you're actually seeing these great automobiles up close. And it's the best way to appreciate the beauty and elegance of what they really are moving pieces of art. And I guarantee the first time you see a pre-war Bugatti, it, it's a watershed moment in your life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. When we can all go back and visit these great institutions and all of them you mentioned there have been guests on the show, the directors, curators, uh, the people running those events, uh, yeah, some magnificent. There's so many. There's just so many. Uh, how about a book? Is there a book uh, during a little bit, maybe a little bit of downtime last year you read that you think others would enjoy? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go photography on this okay. one. It's it's called Light, Science and Magic, and it's by Hunter, Beva, and Fuqua. You can find it on Amazon. I'm not, I'm not familiar with that book. Yeah, so, you know, understanding light is what really makes a photographer you know, and, and transforms you from someone who snaps car photos. So understanding that and being able to shape and control and manipulate it is what makes automotive photography so challenging. And you look at it, it's what shapes the design. It's really key to it. And, and the big thing is reflections. Obviously, we're dealing with metal. We're dealing with highly polished and waxed paint. So while it's a visual and artistic endeavor, there's science behind it. And if you understand that, it really opens up a whole world of options and creativity. And this book is really the, the Bible of photographic lighting. You, it, it's just light, science, and magic. You can find it as you can with everything on Amazon. <laughs> there you go. I'll make sure to put a link to that book on David's show notes page in the Cars yeah! website. All right, David, we're up to the checkered flag. I'm going to buy you a collector car today. Something fun? Uh, but there's a few rules. I want you to keep it. So that means you can't sell it to fund some projects or buy a new house or another Porsche. Uh, I want you to drive it and enjoy it. So no garage queens. Uh, but it's the only collector car you can have. So it needs to kind of do it all. What's it going to be? If I'm going in, I'm going big. Uh -oh. uh, it's going to cost me, I think. It, it, oh, it's going to cost uh, Bugatti Type 57. Oh, my gosh. Uh, we it, went. Yeah. I didn't expect that. Okay. What What is it about? Well, what is it about? It's an awesome <laughs> car, but yeah, the Type 57. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I really like the, the SC Atlantic Coupe version of it. And, you know, it's what Batman would have driven if he had real style <laughs> and he had Jean Bugatti by his side instead of Alfred. I love the look of it. I, I love that low, low slung profile. 
you know, how the front and rear fenders and that roof line all converge into that teardrop shape. It flows. It has energy even when it's just sitting there. And, um, you know, it's like a perfect ocean wave because if you look at it, every curve works in concert with the rest and it creates that flow. And I love that shape and the light. And yeah, if the Type 57 were my garage, every night I'd pull up the car into the moonlight, get some brandy and a lawn chair, and I'd just sit there and <laughs> take in all that magnificence. Take in the light. Now, let me ask you, there's there's two of the most famous, of course, uh, Ralphie's car, the black one, and then yep. there's Peter Mullen's car, the blue one. Yeah. You have a preference between those two? Black to me is classic because when I was looking at this question, it was also Mario Andretti's world championship low to 79. Ooh, primarily, yeah, that would work. <laughs> yeah, primarily because of that that livery is classic, that black look, but it's got a brown kind of overtone to it. But I'm a blue guy. Uh, all my race cars have been blue. I've had, I don't know, I think like six or seven of my personal cars have been blue. So I'd, I'd probably go blue on it. Yeah, uh, Peter's car is really, I probably, from what I have heard from the experts who are much more annoying than me, the real one, the real deal, the most yeah. authentic in, in its restoration. Ralph took a couple liberties, but of course he's got such a design eye, he can do whatever he wants, right? For and sure. He's probably yeah. got one of the best collections on the planet when it comes to diversity and so forth. So pretty darn cool. All right. Well, I'll get that to you. Just don't hold your breath. It <laughs> take a little bit. Got to save up. Yeah. You know, the, the day we're doing this show, the lottery numbers are pretty darn big. So I could probably pull it off if they would pick my numbers, but they never do. I don't know what the deal with that is. So, oh, well. I always write one word on the back of that ticket when I waste $2 on it. And that yep. word is singer. Oh, yes. I think I'd go and order one of those first thing. I saw a beautiful teal version of it down at Amelia Island uh, this past year. And just the the machine work on something as simple as the hinge for the um, trunk was amazing. They do an incredible job. Yeah. Just, uh, be- beautiful. Yeah, yeah, and they just, uh, he just launched a uh, off-road version, kind of a Dakar tribute to 959 version. I don't know if you've seen that, but you got to look it up. It's pretty insane. A special build for somebody who has a very large checkbook. <laughs> well, pretty cool. we'll see if our quick picks come in tonight. We can That's uh, right, talk yeah. about. Yeah. <laughs> better go spend and blow another two bucks. My son says the lottery is a tax on the stupid, so... Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, it's probably true, but it's fun to dream. That's for sure. And we had some fun today. That's for sure. David, uh, before I let you, uh, drive off into the sunset in that Bugatti type 57, what's a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance you might offer us? Always be polite, kind, and grateful. You never know who's going to help you in your life or in this business. And I've really been blessed with wonderful people in my life and i'd be remiss if i didn't take a quick second to to recognize them because you know your life is a team effort there's so many things that happen and you know first it's my soulmate tiffany she she's my engine that drives my dream and inspires me every single day i'm, I'm a lucky guy my daughter abigail she's my biggest joy and fan um, my good friend dave berg he's the yin of my yang and Rich Shad and Joe Lewek, they're both well-known and connected in the automotive world. And both have given me huge opportunities and introductions and the best advice and always seems like at times when I need it the most. So they're mm. far more than colleagues and I'm really proud to call them friends as well. You're a guy who walks his talk. Gratitude, be kind, uh, share with others. Definitely what David 
has done with us today. What's the best way for people to follow you and learn more about what you're doing? Ah, they can learn more about me and my private commission photography. Uh, you see tons of imagery by visiting my website, which is www.autosaggio.com. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram uh, at autosaggio. Uh, LinkedIn I post a lot on. It's under my name, David Saggio. And they can contact me directly either via email, david at autosaggio.com, or by telephone, 774 774- Five seven three nine zero five five. There you go. I'll make sure all of this is on David Saggio's website page on the Cars yeah website. Saggio is S A G G I O. Very cool last name. Thanks to your father, uh, and I want to thank <laughs> you and your father for your service to this great country. Thank you very very much, listeners. Again, you can find everything on David's show notes page on the Cars yeah website. Check it out, David. Thanks for being so generous today with your time and. Your expertise and your kindness really had fun time talking with you until you and I talk again and they let us out of lockdown. <laughs> I'll see you down the road. Honestly, thank you, Mark. I mean, this has been an immense pleasure and I've thoroughly enjoyed every minute. Please be safe, be well, and be happy. Well, thank you. It's been, pleasure's been all mine. This has been great. Did you know that Cars Yeah! is in the top 1% of all podcasts based on listenership according to Lipson? the premier RSS feed for podcasts in the United States. That's right. And Cars Yeah! is the only five-day-a-week automotive-focused podcast for you to get your message into the ears of thousands of listeners daily from all over the world. Plus, DuPont Registry recommended Cars Yeah! is one of their top 10 car podcasts for you to enjoy. Cars Yeah! has experienced tremendous growth, plus your ads are evergreen, meaning they never go away. And more and more listeners find Cars Yeah! every day for their daily dose of automotive inspiration. Do you want to expose your brand to a highly targeted list of automotive enthusiasts in a very unique and very personal way? Well, I can help you. Contact me, Mark Green, at mark at carsyeah.com or through the website at carsyeah.com today to learn more. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah! Yeah!